Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is Mr. Micah Gogan of Gogan's Garage, coming to you from Utah. Micah, what's going on, my man? How are you? I'm very well, thank you. It's exciting to have you here. I'm, I'm interested in hearing the different facets of this business. Before we talk too much about strategies and tactics and all that you do day to day, I wanna sort of hop in a time machine here and, and think back a little bit. Take us back to when this idea was swimming around your head before Gogan's Garage was a reality. When did this start? When did the idea spark? I'm going to open up a gym. Well, you know, way back, you know, I was really overweight growing up as a kid, as I'm sure a lot of coaches and, and gym people are. Um, and uh, I remember I was mentored by a really great professional about 13 years old. And uh, he just took me under his wing. His name is George Curtis. He's in the Hall of Fame at Brigham Young University and at Southern Utah University for athletic training. He moved in next door to me. And he just took me under his wing. I met him at the local gym at 4.30 in the morning every day. And he just taught me. And at that point, I knew that I wanted to train people for the rest of my life. I just knew I wanted to do it. I didn't know how I was going to, but I knew that's, that's when it started. I was very young. And going through life, my experience with losing weight, you know, doing bodybuilding, working with different coaches. I had other jobs. I was in hospitality and, and customer service and sales. And the moment came where, uh, a company I was working for laid off a ton of people without even notice. And it was, you know, 2014. And I had, I had one kid, I had a kid on the way and I had no income. And I was like, I've been, I've been working out in the gym and studying and taking resources my whole, you know, adolescent to teenage life. I was, you know, 24 years old. I said, let's go for it. And I just went for it. Um, and I, I sought out other professionals. I actually started consulting when I very first started. Uh, basic nutrition consulting, exercise consulting. And, uh, and then from there, it just kind of evolved to yep. more of a gym. But I had a very private clientele starting out. And to fill in the gaps, I would work as a towel boy at two different gyms. So I was a towel boy at two different gyms. I was consulting uh, on the side and then the opportunity came to kind of work for a couple of commercial gyms and I took on that role and I realized that as, as somebody who wants to own their own business, that wasn't the best model for me because I was limited. I had all these ideas, all these opportunities for programs, but you know, the commercial gyms would say, no, you have to do our program. If you want to open up a program, it has to be our program, not yours. So I said, Hey, you know what? No offense, but I'm out. I need to be able to grow. And so a local gentleman by the name of Dan Ivey, who owns a physical therapy practice said, Hey, I'll give you an opportunity. You just got to go for it. And from that moment on, it just started. It was October yeah. of 2014 and it just yeah. kind of went for it. <laughs> and so eight plus years that this yeah. has been a reality now, and, and that's no small feat in and of itself. And you got the, the luck of the draw and made it through the last 24 months, which have been probably the most interesting of that time. How had that been for you? What was that experience like? Well, that that's where things are a little different because I'm a private gym. 
uh, I knew that, okay, personally, I felt like the lockdowns and things that came down from the federal government were out of line. Um, but I knew that, okay, if I'm a private gym and I have private appointments, I can justify and show that we're keeping appropriate social distancing. So I literally just had one person in my gym at a time mm. moving forward. Um, and I was very fortunate that my business model allowed that to happen, sure. but th that's how I, I combated it. I had uh, some people who said, Hey, can we do like a zoom call? And like, they would be in the gym and I would be at home and I would zoom call them while they were at the gym. Uh, I also, I actually leased out some of my equipment to people. I actually said, Hey, come interesting to time. That's for sure. Part, part of your members, you know, part of your consulting with me, I'll give you, I'll give you a couple of weeks for the programs until you're comfortable coming to the gym. Um, I had a lot of mix of people who were not comfortable and people who were comfortable. Um, but, but I kept my doors open to my clientele. I, I didn't turn them away. I said, Hey, listen, you know, you need to get in here probably more for the mental health aspect. Uh, that's a different road we can go down late, uh, another time. But sure. bottom line is I, I, I did everything I could to keep my business open to my clients uh, because I, I didn't feel like it was right on so many levels, but I was fortunate enough to be able to say, Hey, you know what? We're still open. If you want to keep your window, just come in and I'll let you, we'll work that out later. Yeah. Well, you mentioned one thing along the way that's, that's worthwhile here for this discussion. And you said that it, it sort of just suited and, and slotted in well with your business model as it stands now. Talk to us a little bit about what that model is. How were you able to serve your clients? I mean, you mentioned one at a time throughout the pandemic. Is the business now still mostly one at a time or have things changed a little bit? Uh, things have changed a little bit. The, the model is, is personal training. So the issue I noticed, whether it was consulting or whether it was training at a, at a commercial gym, is people are really self-conscious right? And being a trainer. And I, and, and I thought it was kind of interesting where I'm like, Hey, I'm providing you with personal training, but we have a hundred other people in the gym. And even though it's personal training, you feel like, a, a you know, a fish in a fishbowl. And so I thought, how do I make that better? So the model was personal training. Hey, you're in the gym with me. It's one-on-one. -on -one. You're the only one here with me. This is your slot. And uh, how that evolved is I had time slots open and I actually had young athletes come to me experiencing knee pain, back pain. And so I said, well, I can still do semi-private groups. And so that's how it's kind of evolved is I still only work with a set number of people, but I have semi-private and private. And those private appointments, those one-on-ones, part of their package is they're the only ones in the gym. But those semi-private groups that I opened up are great because there are some people who don't necessarily want that much of a private experience. There are those people right. who kind of thrive in a group environment and they even have friends that they want to work out with. So that actually helped my business grow a lot because that network of, of athletes and even, even people who work a nine to five, they come in at six o'clock and it's the same people. It becomes a community. I, I just put a limit on how many people can come in um, and provide that exclusivity for them. Yeah. I think the, the ongoing battle tale as old as time in personal training has been that if we're only training one person per hour time slot or whatever we work with, we're kind of capped. Semi-private became the natural solution to that. And a lot of people really, really enjoy it. It suits both the business. I can serve more people. I can charge probably a little bit more digestible of a price point. I can continue working throughout the entire hour long session. Whereas with personal training, I might be coaching for 30 seconds, 60 seconds, and then there's a lot of downtime. 
it certainly helps the client to your point they get a little bit of community a little bit of competitive camaraderie whatever wording you want to put on that and the social aspect of it and at the same time a better price point but win-win on both ends of this and you found that that's a, a pretty good middle ground for your business do you think that that'll be sort of the the model the meat and potatoes for this business moving forwards that's what it's turned into is that that semi-private model is you know because even then those people have their programs like written down everyone's a little different there are some people have the same goals right but and that happens but yeah that's been kind of the bread and butter of my business because that model has allowed me as a business to have the income and the cash flow to grow right that that's a, totally what's allowed me to do that because you're absolutely right Sometimes our time and even our energy can get really capped if we're only working one-on-one -on -one so many hours. But if I can take four hours out of the day and do small groups, that model allows my business to actually become better on the personal training side. Yeah, interesting enough. And, and so I, I think it's, it's worthwhile for us to explore sort of how we find <laughs> this type of client because finding the personal training or semi-private lead is not the same as finding somebody for a boot camp or a spin class or whatever it may be it's a it's a it's a little bit different of an avatar and so for you so far at least what's been successful in generating new interest in people joining the business uh i think that one thing that i always tell people is i focus on quality over quantity uh personal training we know is an individual experience and my goal is to provide them with the best possible experience they can have with the trainer, right? Um, when I started out, I would give, I would, when I started out with, with nothing, I would do two weeks, I would offer two week programs for free. They would train with me for two weeks. I would give them a taste of what it's like to get people in the door. And then from there, I knew it was just a game of math. If I can get so many people in the door, I can offer so many asks for commitments and then it grew from there. Um, so number one was exposure to the experience. And number two was honestly just results. Uh, nothing speaks better than results. If I have one client that gets results through a program, they're going to talk about those results to everybody, right? On the flip side, as we know, if somebody has a bad experience, they're going to talk about that way more than a positive one. So, so I focused on providing as many positive experiences as I could. And that's really what grew. Uh, especially people who had been frustrated, you know, Hey, I've done this before. I've worked with the trainer before. Um, and to where it's truly hundred percent private, I'm doing nutrition, their exercise, I'm managing everything for them. It's an all in approach. They know that I'm their one stop for that. And from there, they're able to have greater success. And I think that's the biggest aspect is they truly know that it's all about them. Yeah. I think by nature of training in whatever model training, being a service-based business, the vast majority of the people that we come across have probably had both positive and negative experiences. But to your point, they remember the negative experience far more than the positive experience. And that inevitably comes up in a sales process and, and leads to some hesitancy. It is what it is. Um, it sounds like for you, most of the growth that you've experienced thus far has been organic word of mouth type natural expansion. Do you think at any point that you will pick up any other kinds of marketing strategies, proactive or otherwise? 
You know, I, I don't know. I think the, the biggest thing is because I work with such a, a small group, I don't know. That's an honest answer. Uh, a lot of, because of my business model, I have a lot of loyalty with my clients. You know, I have athletes that work with me from their freshman year of high school to their, their sophomore or junior year in college, uh, just because we have that relationship. Um, but I mean, honestly, social media is one of the best marketing tools in the world. Uh, and I, I don't, I don't, it may seem kind of counterintuitive. I don't really post a lot of gym content on my, on my, uh, my page, I focus on more just being a real person and being real with people. I, I, I I'm kind of dorky. I mean, I was a musical theater major in college, so I kind of throw that into the aspect of entertainment. Um, but I think social media and word of mouth are the two best things that you can ever oh, yeah. have. Well, social media sort of is a natural word of mouth extension in 20. Absolutely. It's so easy to, to like a post, to share a post, to tag your friends, whatever it may be. It, and if we're being honest, fitness businesses in 2022, if you're not active on social media in some capacity, at least, you're probably going to get passed by, right? You're sort of self-limiting yourself, at least. So you use this, and, and it's an interesting point because I talk to a lot of gym owners who will sign up with some sort of agency, some sort of social media manager, director, whatever it is, and they start posting all of these things, but it isn't genuine. It isn't the, the true nature of the business. And I think to your point, it's important that you said like this, this posting strategy, whether it's documented or not, it's kind of just me being me, right? It's not going out of my way to, to craft something that we aren't, but people are connecting with that. People are seeking the authenticity of that. Is that correct in what I'm understanding? Yeah. And I also had the thought because I mean, you know, I can geek out about anatomy and a lot of people can, right. We can geek out about all these things and nutrition and all this stuff. But if you, if you just type in the hashtag fitness, there is a saturation. So I'm like, okay, how do I set myself apart from that? You know, I make fun of myself a lot, right? That's a big thing is humor. Um, but again, that genuine thing is there are a lot of, there's just a saturation of content, but if I can have somebody say, Hey, that's a really interesting guy. You know, he competes in strongman. He, he goofs off on social media and he has, you know, he has a family. Then in the gym, that is when I have the opportunity to share with them the knowledge that I want to share. Um, Cause I feel like I actually send other people's Instagram pages to my clients. Hey, check out what this guy talks about because he already talks about it in perfect detail. And I don't need to double over on oversaturated information. Yeah. Spot on. Uh, and, and so do we have this pressing, pressing need to bring in new clients? No, it doesn't sound like that, right? And so the marketing strategy has sort of mirrored that. As you look to the future, what do you see as sort of the next steps for your business? What is, what is the next year, two years, five years entail? So num number one is, is I really want to make sure that I maintain the integrity of my business because it's what allowed me to be successful. You got to stick to your guns. Uh, and uh, I want to make sure that we have an environment where when people come, they're working with a trainer, either a semi-private or a private environment. So growth for me is hiring trainers and bringing them up in the same model that I have and providing more of that. Um, I'm taking on an additional thousand square feet. Um, I'm making sure that it's very clear that, hey, when you have an appointment, you know, you need to make sure that we're not offering open memberships. This isn't a, uh, 
Uh, this isn't an open gym format, right? You are with your client. This is about their experience. And uh, really bringing that up, the growth is actually to have more classes, right? That's the growth. That's how we take on more and still provide a quality experience. I don't have more than you know five or six people scheduled per hour that I'm in here with. And we're a 2,500 square foot facility. Um, so, but that's the growth is obviously more space and trainers who, who embody that, that ideology and that, that method, um, that, that's the vision. And the yeah. vision for me is to be able to do more clinics. I would love to, to travel more and do, do more clinics with people and, and uh, kind of more of that route for me in the next five years. That's the goal is to expand my coaching practice without necessarily having to be in the gym so much, but providing people with the resources that they can still have the same experience at Gogan's Garage without me having to be here all the time. Yeah. Sort of the natural evolution, I think, in our industry is eight years ago when you got this thing started, you were the guy, right? You were opening the doors, you were training the clients, you were probably cleaning toilets, you were doing everything, A to Z. And and at some point along the line, it's sort of a, a natural extension to want to bring other people in to both share your wisdom, pass on some of the lessons that you've learned, but at the same time, help impact a greater sphere of people, right? If you are a one-man show forever and ever and ever, there, there's only so many people that we can help. As you start to expand that and, and bring other trainers, other coaches, whatever that looks like, that sphere, that pop, that potential becomes a little bit bigger every single time. So it'll be interesting to see how that shapes up for you. And, and it sounds like you have, have some big, big coaching plans and in, in wanting to go even beyond your local community at some point. So it's fantastic to see. It's, it's a, an exciting thought experiment to think about. Micah, this has been a whole bunch of fun. Uh, I, I really appreciate your time and, and some of the insight into what you do with Gogan's Garage. Before we sign out of here, I want to give you the chance to tell people where they can learn a little bit more about what you do. Is there a website? Is there social media? Where can we funnel people to? Yeah, uh, my website is gogansgarage.com. Uh, super basic. Uh, my personal Instagram profile, that's probably the best way to get a hold of me or follow me, is it's just the barefoot strongman. Um, I compete barefoot. Um, I'm really big into the whole barefoot ideology thing and I do strongman barefoot. So um, yeah. I'm just the barefoot strongman on social media, but my gym page, uh, and I don't do a whole lot of content on there. That's something I do want to do more of is built by Gogan. It's just at built by Gogan. Uh, but mm. that is the name for my garage. And usually when I post on my personal gym information, it's simultaneous with that gym profile. Uh, but that's where they can find me. I'm on Facebook as Micah Gogan. Uh, that's probably the best way to get a hold of me, honestly, is Instagram Messenger. Uh, even just questions. I really do love questions and that kind of interaction. So fantastic. Well, like I said, man, I, I really appreciate your time. Uh, it'll be exciting to see these next couple of years and how that shapes up for you. And we'll have to check in with you again down the road. How's that sound? I would love that. It, it's 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 going to be fun, and uh, I would love to return and report. Yes, fantastic, Micah. Thank you for your time. To everyone who tuned in today, thank you for your time as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time.
Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome to the Gym Awards Podcast, where we talk fitness business with gym owners who are changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, owner of The Gym at 214 Main in Fort Mill, South Carolina. Javon, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. I'm loving it, loving it, loving it. Love your positivity. We're going to get nothing but that, I think, for the next 20 minutes or so on air. So let's dive in. Tell me what The Gym at 214 Main is all about. Um, the, the gym at 214 Main is a um, what we call a semi-private gym, um, which is basically geared towards personal training. And that's what I liked about the gym, even when I first came in here um, years ago. And um, it was something that um, I, felt, I felt in love with. I felt it was a part of what I do every day. You know what I'm saying? So I really love working with people. I tell people all the time, man, this right here is fun. This is this is fun stuff. No, I, I never feel like I'm working. I feel like I'm coming in here to just have fun. So when we come in here in the morning, sometimes in the morning is you know, I'm yelling <laughs> to the top of my to my lungs, you know, G O O D M R I N I N G. Good morning, that kind of stuff. And people just be like, oh God, this boy drank coffee. I say I don't even like coffee, but I love just. I'm so excited to see people and just be around people. I mean, that's really what it is for me. That's that's amazing, man. Uh, we're gonna get we're gonna get more into some of the things that you're doing. Yeah, yeah. But let's let's get a little bit of a background. You've been in the game a long time, or a trainer um, in different part in in Alabama, in Charlotte, different areas. Um, eventually, you landed there at at the gym at two one four Maine. So give us a little background. How long you've been training for? How long were you there at uh, in gym at two one four? And then what led to you becoming an owner there? Um, I would say back in 1998, um, actually I sing in a, in a group. I mean, you know, a lot of stuff about Javon, right? So I, I, um, I sing in a five-part acapella group, just a real short. One of the guys got sick. He was, he was ill during that same time. And this is back in probably like 98 or so. Um, I wanted, um, I knew what my passion was. I was really, I was into weight training. I was always helping people, those kind of things like that. He got sick. He had lupus and that kind of thing. And so um, long story short, he ended up passing away. And I told him that, you know, my job was to try to help people get to the next level and whatever capacity that could be, right? So long story short, man, um, back in, in 98, um, that's when I think that passion kind of really just stuck in. And was like, okay, this is what I really want to do. You know what I'm saying? I thought I wanted to be an engineer. I got three degrees. I got one in math, one in fitness and wellness, and my master's in sports fitness. You know, and so I was trying to, I was taking, I was taking all that, and I said, well, what do I really want to do? So personal training was there. I went and got my my certification. You know what I'm saying? In 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 uh, personal training, and then I started 
um, really start helping people, you know what I'm saying, to reach some of those goals. People are reaching goals, you know, left and right and those kind of things. And they really like my my positivity and how I can do it. And I believe, I think I believe more in them than they believed in me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I think I was trying to really just trying to get it out of them and stuff like that. So um, I started in 98, pushed forward. Um, uh, I started doing like um, going to people's homes and stuff like that. Once I decided, well, you know, maybe that's not something I wanted to do. Um, especially, you know, being a married man at this time and, you know, maybe going to people's homes and stuff. Sometimes that's not good. So I was like, ooh, man, that, that's not that's not a good fit. So then I started looking for um, places to go and train. So, so I started training and I started looking for different places. So while I was in Alabama, um, I worked at like two or three different, different places um, while I was there as far as, I mean, I've been, you name it, D1 sports training, uh, um, I did some of everything as far as dealing with uh, the athlete, dealing with the, I guess you would call it mom and pop, uh, those kind of things. I dealt with everything as well as dealing with across the spectrum. Then I decided I came over to, uh, once I got to Charlotte, my sister called me. She said, hey, how about you and your family move? That kind of stuff. I ended up moving to Charlotte, came down here, man, and, and the rest was history. Um, I felt it was like a small Atlanta for me, you know, <laughs> It was a small Atlanta. It was like it was growing and it was moving. And I didn't necessarily know whether I was going to be in Charlotte or whether I was going to be in Fort Mill, but I ended up finding it in Fort Mill. And it was the gym at 214 Main. And so. And that's it. So you were there. Uh, you brought you brought your personal training business, Exercise Times, mm -hmm. there. And how long were you there before the opportunity came for you to kind of take the next step? In in where from from like how long were you in uh, two one four main before you kind of moved into you know higher position? Well, I think the the it was already I already had it. I already had <laughs> exercise time was already established probably back in ninety eight and then it was it just kept going and then I let it die for a minute because I tried to work you know in corporate America and then I was like you know what that's really not what I want to do let's go right back to doing what I normally what I love doing and so. Um, as I came to to uh, Charlotte or to Fort Mill, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's just really, it it, 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 um, it was something that I knew that I wanted to do and I just kept doing it. And then people loved it. And then you were, you were at, you were at the gym in 214 for, for a few years. And then you purchased it in October, late October, 2020. Yep. Mm -hmm. In 2020. So, so I got yes. Yeah, good. No, I'm just telling you that I got um in that year, you know, of course, it's um that's probably was the hardest year for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. You know, you're talking about 2020, man. You're talking about purchasing a gym right in the middle of a pandemic, you know. And at the same time, um, I got remarried. So I got remarried and um uh during that same year, through the same, uh, I guess I got married in June, and they ended up buying uh, a gym in October. So it was it was one right after the other, you know what I'm saying? And just seeing, um, um, I guess the blessings that I that that I was given. Um, actually, I went through two owners at the time. Uh, the first owner, he he actually I guess designed the gym. The second owner, they went out to eat. And he said, I was selling the gym and he bought the gym. 
And so he had me right in the middle of it. He said, hey, I got my trainer. We good to go. And so I was in I was in here. And then he decides he wants to retire. He want to retire and, and move to Asheville. And I was like, okay, cool. And he said, Javon, you got first dibs, you know? I said, how much? And he said, this is the amount. I said, okay, well, let me go and check, 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 boom, and it was done. And that was it. So what would you say, I mean, there's a lot of things that are different from going from a trainer, even having your own personal training business, yes. to being the owner of a whole facility. So what were the biggest, biggest differences for you? The biggest, you know, like, was there was there any type of of huge transition? Did you feel like you were already so ingrained that it was just, hey, now I got to watch the bills and and pay a little bit more attention to membership? Like, what was that transition like? And, and what were the biggest differences for you right away? I think for me, um, it was a smooth one, and I think it was a smooth transition because the the previous owner he kind of he kind of winged me through it, like he didn't. Like just okay, give me my check, boom, and then I'm done. You know, he kind of moved me right into it. Javon, here's here's what a bill looks like. Here's what you know. This is what utility looks like. This is what this looks like. This is what this looks. And he kind of gave me that transition, kind of go right into it. Um, so the only thing about it was that how much does the gym make? You know, how much? You know, you know, you want to know all those questions before you actually make that decision. Say, let me jump right in just because it's the gym. You know, and is it making any money? Is he leaving just because it's no money? Or is he making money? Is it because it's making money? You know what I'm saying? So you want to know those questions. So he he answered those questions. He showed them to me on paper. Um, the numbers were really close. You know what I'm saying? As far as even if I had to, uh, as far as expenses and you're talking about, um, um, I would say expenses and your, and, and, and your, um, well, I'm gonna say the money. Revenue uh, versus revenue, revenue, definitely. They go revenue. Yeah. yeah, and that kind of stuff. So I knew that uh, um when it came to that transition, it was kind of smooth for me. But of course, you know, I've always you know paid bills and things like that of that nature, but probably not as much. <laughs> you know, when you start yeah. seeing that bill, you know, that how you're like, dang, the utility is that much? Are you talking about this is that much? <laughs> you know, so. But my gym is what we call a 20, it's a 24 hour gym. Uh, it's open. That's what people like about it so much is it's open. Um, people can come anytime they want to. I'm right across from the, from the um, police station. So a lot of times security is the issue, right? At some of these gyms, some of these 24 hour gyms. So I really won't have that issue here. Um, you know, knock on wood, right? <laughs> So, yeah, <laughs> and then on the other end of that, you know what I'm saying, uh, it's it's just a it's just a great atmosphere. People love it. They come inside. It says it's clean. That's one of the many things, you know, I make sure that, that it's really clean, especially with all this COVID stuff. You got to make sure you got to have everything there. Um, I lay down. I let everybody know exactly what's going on, make them sign the waiver uh, that says, you know, it's COVID free or whatever, that kind of stuff, and or just make sure they don't have COVID or, some, or something along those lines, all right? So, you know, the transition was uh, smooth. It was a turnkey for me. It really, nothing really changed um, other than when we took over, it was just me and my wife. And we just kind of um, added some new things to it because it was, um, I would say like the, the um, he didn't use a lot of technology, you know, or, you know, it was Excel 
things like that, like using stuff like that, which is, you know, I'm okay with Excel, right? But I mean, we have to move it up and, and use a program. So I believe that there's a, there's a way that you have to have a system in place so that you can be able to go from one thing to the next. When people come in, what do you do? You know, what do you do from there to, to um, you know, getting people to sign up? How can you get them in as fast as you possibly can? Now, can I improve? Yes. I always want to improve. And I'm always about how can I get, how can I get it online now? You know what I'm saying? And those kinds of things. Because that's my biggest thing for, um, I guess, for this year. Um, going from a website and and people can click on it, whatever, that kind of stuff. So. So adding, adding a little bit more technology, a little bit more systems yes. behind mm-hmm. what the customer might just see and looks yeah. pretty, gives some information, but just trying to add that next layer of, of if, a, if you get the type of person who wants to be able to do more on their own through yeah. their phone or computer to kind of layer that in there. Yeah. All right, cool. Let's talk, let's talk a little bit about current operations. Um, you know, the, the biggest burning topics for most, you know, most gym owners always starts with client acquisition. So what are you doing right now for getting people to, you know, hit your website, call you, text you, walk in through the door and say, Javon, I'm interested in coming and working out with you. You know what? The, the strangest thing is somebody told me a long time ago, like, um, I use Groupon. That Groupon was like one of the biggest things, right? At, at one time, right? And everybody said, don't use Groupon. Groupon, no, no, don't do it with that, right? So I still have it out there. It's not like I go out there and be like, let me go change my stuff. Let me go and do whatever, right? Groupon has brought has probably brought me more. And I can always speak for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, more clientele from that because I just have this, I just put this thing out there, you know, $21, 21 days. You know, you got to have your little niche, right? Mm-hmm. I just wanted to come to the door. That's really what I, you know, come to the door, boom, it's, it's gravy from me, right? They come in, they, they do their little, we sit down, we do their um, their history, tell me more about yourself, that kind of stuff, kind of what we're doing right now, right? And then we'll know more about you. And then say, how, how can I help you? And they go, thank you so much, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. I, they could pay, I don't know, they could pay a dollar, you know, man, just come to the door, basically. So they do. So that's how I got majority of my clientele, even during that same time um, when I first got here. And I had that, I had this, I had um I had one client, she was pregnant, you know what I'm saying, at the time. And and after that, Groupon, I put it out there and it was, I just left it out there. And so it's been out there since I got here in probably 2008, you know, when I got, got here. So it's been there since then. And and I haven't changed it since then. So that's just one way. Um, uh, um another way, I, I've been getting a lot of people, I guess, to come through the door. It's just because it's in the neighborhood, right? It's in the neighborhood. People can kind of, um, they can get to it. Or I didn't know it was there. I just thought it was just what's in the front. You know, let me go and take a tour. Somebody's walking by. Hey, you can come on in. You can see it. So it's been word of mouth. You know, it's been things like that. Or um, can I bring my mom? Can I bring my auntie? Can I bring, you know, that kind of stuff? Yeah, sure, bring her. You know what I'm saying? She comes and she's loving it. She's like, man, it's real quiet. Um, you probably can get about eight people in a gym at one particular time. You know what I'm saying? Well, eight people at a time, they say, oh, it's full. Coming but, in together. Huh? Eight, eight people coming in together? Yeah, yeah. No, we're just saying eight people 
like eight people maybe in the gym at, at one given time oh, because yeah. it's open, right? And so people are like, man, it's full today. And I was like, you know, man, I got over 260 people, right? Yeah. So I got 260 people that come in and out of this gym. That's on paper. Of course, you know how that works at any gym, you know? And so for me, um, it was just a way of um, how can I get more people to come in? So then my wife started doing more Facebook things, uh, putting more things out there. And when she started putting those kind of things out there, then people start saying, oh, so y'all doing this today? Y'all doing that? Oh, so tell me about the class. Tell me about the X, Y, Z, you know what I'm saying? And so people start doing that. So now I get emails, you know, hey, I see that you have a, um, uh, like a butts and guts class, or you have a uh, a hip hop class, or you have a, um, I think I've had a, what kind of class? Um, like Bollywood, like Bollywood class. Okay. I had yeah. a Bollywood class in here, you know what I'm saying? So the main thing is, I think for me is, is has has been that, you know what I'm saying? Just getting more people coming through the door like that. All right, so once, so you're hitting social media, mm -hmm. uh, you're hitting, you know, the, the Groupon is still going, you said you still run yeah. that. Um, <laughs> and that's just for personal training, that has nothing to do with the, the gym itself. Okay. Um, have you gotten into, have you ever done anything with like sponsoring teams or local events or, or putting on things like that to get your name out there? And if so, how, how have those things worked for you? Um, so, so previous, previous before me, there was the, the gym owner. He did some things like that to where he had baseball teams. Um, like I think um, we did some things with, um, even now I did um, next door to us, there's like a playhouse. And so we can so we're inside there. Um, they little pamphlet. They, every time they do a program, we're inside there. Um, I've done things with schools uh, lately, um, to where I, to where you know you can put things in their banners and things like that, and it'll just it'll just say the gym or something like that. Um, uh, what's the other one? I had? Oh, the other one was with um, uh, to the police department, like the troops helping the troops, whatever it is, or the police the police department, that kind of thing. Um, donations, stuff like that. Um, I think those things have helped. Um, I think you know, just putting things out there like that. Uh, of course, and then also I have my truck wrap. So that's that's another thing. You know, having my truck wrap has really, you know, brought a lot of people say, man, I see you driving. Oh, I saw this. So I try to get out and ride around a little bit. Trying to waste too much gas because the gas is going up now. So, you know. But but I, I, I'm being seen because they know that oh that's Javon because for one they see me like this on it you know they see me like this on, on the side of my truck and they go oh that's that guy whatever right so I, I wish I would have known back then that I was gonna buy the gym I probably would put the gym up there and then and then exercise time would just been something underneath but this fine. All right, so once people come in. Do you have any sort of coordinated sales process? Is it more of a casual conversation? Someone comes in, they see you at the front desk or, or whoever, um, whoever may be there. I don't know if it's always you, we can go into that, but I'm coming in, I'm looking to get in shape. Is it a consultation? Is it, you know, here, here's our membership options and kind of just hands off, let people do whatever they want. How does that go through? So a person comes to the door uh, depending on what they want, I have it. Always show them the gym first, and they they usually get wild by the gym because they really wasn't expecting all of that. 
Um, like I said, like when they first come in to your, to your left is usually, there's a big room. And then there's like, um, uh, there's a boxing piece in there to where you have the bag and the speed bag. And then I show them the bathroom. They didn't know that, hey, oh, I didn't know you had a shower. Didn't know you had blow dry. <laughs> you know, little stuff, little stuff just wow people, you know. And so I go from there and show them the, I show them, I show, I show them the cubby hole. This cubby hole may have like my uh, two racks in there, some some dumbbells, some other functional things up inside there. And then there's the main area, which most people see because it's from the road. And they can see that. And that's usually where the cardio is, which is kind of like in the L. And then um, you have all your Nautilus equipment, I guess, inside of it. And then, you know, with your, everything that you possibly need in, in that little one little area, as far as machines. And so they like that. They like that part of, of actually going through through that process. So once we get to, to seeing all that stuff, then I take them back and then I say, you know, depending on what they want, you know, do you have anything for individuals? Is it just for myself? Is it just for yourself? Is it just for, uh, is it for a family? Is it for a couple? And couple can be, you know, husband, wife, um, son, you know, daughter, you know, you know, that kind of stuff. It can be the one of those. I, I've been, I've even done it for boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, even though they may not be living together, but I understand, I understand that income. I, I still do the same thing. So, you know, a couple, however, however that may be. Um, and that's just on the gym area. Then when the, if it comes to personal training, somebody wants to be personal training, the same as that concept happens. I take them through that, walk them through the gym. Then I go and get the, the, um, the history. Uh, I mean, so they can actually fill out the paperwork. For, for that kind of stuff, because now they want to say, what times do you have available? I either set up a time, depends on if I'm training or not, and then I set up a time with them. They would come in, and then we would actually do paperwork, and then I actually do their girth, you know what I'm saying, do the measurements, all that good stuff, and whatever. By the time they leave from, 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 from the chair, we'll have some kind of goal, whatever that goal is, and then they, they'll let me know. Hey, yeah, I like it. Boom. So if they end up for 21 days, I let them know when the last date is. And then I always tell them the price is going to be afterwards. So they already have a notion. I always like to tell them up front instead of trying to tell them on the back end. You know, by the time they finish, oh, I didn't know. Let me, I'm done. At least they can prep and to get ready for this kind of stuff. So so those are two things when you start dealing with only the two things is usually the training or it has to deal with um, uh, the, the gym itself, just open gym. So a thorough tour, a, a real consultation if they're they're looking for training where you're doing goal orientation setting, things like that. And then then trying to figure out whatever the best path is for um, for the people coming in. And yes. you said that um, you do see yourself more as a training oriented gym than a, a self-service, like more of a personal training or, or instructor led Jim, even though you have both, that's kind of more your bias. Yeah, I, I well, I think I'm trying to lead towards that. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to lead to more to where more training, because of course training brings more money. Sure I mean, enough. based on based on the the based on the um, uh, the prices that I already have set up. You know what I'm saying? So you know, uh, it's it's only thirty five thirty five a month, right, for them mm -hmm. to go. And they can come anytime they want to, that kind of stuff like that. So people love that, you know, the fact that it's just 35, they go, that's it. I said, you can always pay more if you like, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. So they like that. So I tried to go somewhere in the middle of the road 
I tried to go somewhere in there that, you know, that I can kind of fit. So 35 was a, was a really good price for everybody. They liked it. If it was a couple, it was 65, you know, that kind of stuff. And you just kept going from their families, depending on up to four people, about a hundred. So, so everybody kind of likes that, you know? So I kind of, you know, I understood, I always thought about the pocket. And I think like for me, and I'm just, I'm just elaborating, I know from there. Um, for me, my whole concept of how I wanted to run my gym was based off of uh, my previous experience with other gyms and dealing with other things. Um, as a personal trainer, I didn't like the fact of um, a lot of, I guess, owners or whoever it was would, would double dip. Mm-hmm. So I always call it double dipping. When they would um, say, for instance, I had, a, I had a client, well, you were my client, and you come in and you say, well, hey, Dom, um, you know, you said, sorry about that. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> you said that, you know, you, you wanted to train with me. So now that you train with me, the owner would then say, hey, because Dom, uh, Dominique, you, you're training with me, I'm, I'm gonna have to pay, uh, you have to charge, I have to charge you X amount of dollars for, for you training with me. So then I have to up my prices because I can make sure my family eats and make sure we have everything. And then who gets shafted is you do because you have to go and pay a membership slash whatever. So I just want to make sure everything was all one thing. So members do the same as just exactly as the as the as the trainers. I mean, as the the clients who are trainers who are training. Makes sense to me, sir, for sure. So the last topic we're gonna be able to spend a few minutes on here before right. we run out of time is retention. I know that's a big thing for you. Uh, you do events, you do different different things to try to keep your members engaged and you know part of the gym, part of the family. So give us some of the things that have worked best for you working on that retention. Um, I, I, like I said before, I think um, a lot of retention has, well, a lot of it's worked because before we didn't have it. So I can say that the, the gym has grown, has grown since I bought it. Um, because of uh, Facebook, because of Instagram, because of social media, just like, and um, from there, um, retention-wise, it's been a lot of word of mouth. And, and as, as funny as it has been, a lot of people have said, well, hey, I just Googled, I just Googled your number, or I just Googled and said, hey, Jim's near me. Oh, and I see that y'all were 24 hours. Um I'm coming out of town. Can you can you accommodate me? I'll be here for a week. Um, I've done that. So a lot of people maybe come from out of town. So they already have something in our database when they ready to come in. They go, hey, Javon, this is Jim. You know what I'm saying? Can you help me out? Boom, I'm there. Say, hey, I went to this other gym. They told me I had to pay XYZ. So don't worry about that. You come to me. I got you. Right? So that's that that's his help because a lot of people feel like when they come out of town, they want to have a place to, to train. It's a good place. I give them a code, they come in, boom. When they leave, I turn it off, you know, and then they just turn it back on, you know what I'm saying? Just kind of keep it going. So um, retention-wise, I just really want to try to, I'm, I'm still doing it. it. I think it's not something that you just kind of let it, let it go. It's just more of what can I do next to help, you know, build build that back up. You know, I tried Thumbtack. I tried, I'm trying to think of all the other ones. I tried so many, so, so many different things just to try to see what works. Um, I think I even read books just to try to say, hey, this you can do some certain things. T-shirts. I've done that. You know what I'm saying? Um, bringing a friend. Um, you know, all that. Uh, you'll get so much or you'll do whatever, right? So, you know, little things like that. 
So you're just staying open-minded, trying as many different things as you can, not sitting there saying, I know everything. This is, this is perfect. I can't oh, no. get any better. You're oh, no. always looking at every person that comes through. How can I keep you longer? Help you, help you stay healthier longer, get mm-hmm. better results. So it's really whatever, whatever comes through, you're going to at least give it a try. Keep what you like, throw out what doesn't work and just keep going through it. And then I even call them too. Like I even call my, my clients, you know, even though it's 200 some people, but Hey, I ain't seen you in a while. I know, man, I've been paying this membership for so long, baby, you know, that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I understand, man. I said, it's okay. I said, I got you. You know what I'm saying? I said, come and see me when you get a chance. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there next week or whatever, right? And so you get those, you get that story too. So I even reach out to search, especially in the gym, especially if there's a lot of talk, if there's a lot of people, you know, we kind of gel together and, and people are looking for each other, you know, in the gym. I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, I think we even mentioned at one time or another about the fist pumping and, and high-fiving people, you know, I miss that. I miss that also, you know what I'm saying? I miss that dealing with people and dealing with, you know, um, just their interaction. So, yeah. you know, it's really been good with that. All right. So we're coming up, you know, almost two years of you being, being owner of the gym, having the full reins of it. Um, what are the long-term goals for you? Where do you want to see, you know, see the facility turn into, is it more members, more space, second location? Like what's your, what's your long-term goal for it? I think, um, I, I love to, um, I, I want to stay, I think, where I am, but I want to see my facility be used in every capacity. Like the, um, like I would say the the, the studio area, um, I want that to be used a little bit more. I want to have more classes inside of there. Um, I think that's something that I want to actually do. There's actually, actually another room in there. Um, at one time it was for um, massages, like people come in and, and get massages and things like that. Um, just see every little capacity of the gym being used at some time or another. Just not something that sits idle, you know what I'm saying, for long periods of time. Especially when you have a studio, but it's not being um, used enough, you know what I'm saying? So I, I would love to try to do that. I know that I'm only one man, but I know that I can find people to do the things that need to be done, especially in that, in, just in that, in that area alone. As far as everything else, I think everything else is good. Um, of course, you know, it's all about maintenance and, and changing light bulbs and whatever else needs to be done in the gym, you know, cause I do all of that, you know what I'm saying? All that myself. So it's, it's never a time that I feel like, you know, it's a hassle or anything like that, but it's good. There's always something to do, but, but you oh, still yeah. love it. You're still having, like you said, Oh yeah, man. Every day, baby. It's fun. Every day. All right, man. Well, we are officially out of time. We got one more easy question before we let you go. If people want to find out more about exercise times, gym and 214 main, where should they go and look for you? Uh, website, social media, anything like that. Mm-hmm. So you can find us on um, on Facebook. You'll find us uh, at the gym at 214 main. You can also find um, exercise times, also the same thing. They, they all link the same, they all linked about the same. Um, you can also find, um, um, oh, sorry, the emails, emails is the gym at 214 Main, um, and you, which is also the website, and also exercise times at Gmail, also, too. You can always you know, hit us up with either one of those. And you can also call us, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can call us. You can always call us. 
Yes, eight oh. Um, the number is um eight oh three. Um, think what number I'm giving? I'm giving somebody else's number. <laughs> <laughs> what is my number? Jesus, here we go. I got so many numbers. Oh yeah, eight oh three, eight oh two, zero one two zero. That is the gym. Um, and 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 also on Facebook, like I said, it's called the gym at two one four Main. And then um, exercise times is exercise times at Gmail. You can also catch me at 980-277-0058. All right, sir. Well, I appreciate you being here with us. Thank you so much for spending some of your morning on. Yes, sir. It's been a pleasure. I wish you continued success. Yes, you too. All right. And to everybody out there listening, as always, we appreciate you. We hope you found value and inspiration in this episode. If you'd like to hear more, click the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. To everyone out there in Jim Ward's Nation, Keep working hard, keep changing lives. Jim Ward's out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up, right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Jim Ward's podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Santiago from Conquer Fitness in Coral Springs, Florida. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Thank you so much for having me here, Brooke. It's uh, a pleasure. And thank you once again for the opportunity. And and, and I'm excited about this uh, podcast today. I'm excited to have you here. And really, before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you do and how you do it, let's you know talk a little bit about your history. What was it that led to you becoming a gym owner? Okay, it's funny. Listen, I'm, I'm Colombian. I'm from, uh, from Medellin, Colombia. Uh, I came to the, to the United States when I was 12 years old. When you know, did my middle school, high school. And then through there, my first passion was soccer. And that's kind of where everything took place because I always want to become a professional soccer player. Um, I finished high school here, graduated, and uh, I couldn't you know, keep uh, being here. So uh, I went back to Columbia with my parents and then always looking uh, for the opportunity to become a soccer player. And um, when I got there, uh, Unfortunately, they told me, hey, I was too already. Oh, I didn't have the right uh, timing to kind of make it to the pros. And that's kind of where I start, you know, with my girlfriend at this moment is my wife. Uh, she was, you know, back and forth. Hey, what am I going to do with my life and everything? And since I, since I already had um, a passion for training on sports, that's where I got myself into, into the fitness industry. I went to the university in Columbia. I started physical education. And from there, everything started taking over. Uh, I was 
uh, first, you know, like a new uh, uh, trainer, I think um, everybody out there can relate to this. When you start being a trainer for the first months, you're kind of looking to kind of engage with the first client and how you're going to be able to start getting all these clients. And it's funny because my first client um, lasts me two, two weeks. That's it. Two weeks. And I was, you know, always finding ways to start moving forward. Lucky, um, my cousin in Colombia, he's in the music industry and it's a, he's a famous uh, person. So after I started, you know, moving through my career and, um, and getting more experience, I was able to start getting connected with a lot of the people in the music industry and everything. And I started doing very well in Colombia. And that's how fitness started kind of kicking in. Uh, by the way, I was training. His name is Raycon. That's my cousin. And he was able to introduce me to pretty famous people right now. You probably know his name. Her name is Carol G. I was able to train her for a couple, um, couple months. And then uh, also uh, working in local gyms. And that was my first, that first client was my motivation to keep getting better. After um, being there and finishing everything, that's when everything changed. My wife calls me and she tells me, hey, your visa is uh, it's ready. We're going back to the United States. So that was my first uh, challenge. I had to start again from zero. Remember, I was already building all, everything in Colombia and, and, and I was building my name and I get to the United States again and I had to start from zero. And when I tell you I start, uh, I start uh, from zero, it was with a pair of dumbbells uh, and going outside in the park with two clients, which it was my family. Um, then after that, uh, we, um, I started, you know, working at UFIT. I was a trainer in local gyms. And that's where I start also, once again, building my, my clientele. And then I was already, I went from zero to start working on it. Um, one day, my cousin uh, tells me, hey, Santiago, uh, I want to make business with you. And believe me, and, and this is uh, a advice to you guys over there. When they talk about don't make business with family, trust me, it is true. It is not a good thing. Unfortunately, things didn't go the way I was expecting. Uh, things got very um, uh, awkward, right? But also, it was, it, was, it was to me, that point of my life, it was the best thing that happened to me. And I'm going to tell you why. Because through that uh, challenges in life, that's where you learn the most. And I believe that when tough moments come in your life, that's where you get the most out of it. So I'm probably skipping too much. I start building all these clientele. Boom. I start with my first gym. It was called Extreme Body Evolution. That was the first name of my company or our company at that moment. And things, like I said, started very, you know, started very good. Things didn't work out well. And then to me, it was once again, like I said before, it was a great school to me. Um, I was under a contract and then I couldn't work people, train people for three months. And believe me, people out there that are listening to us for three months with no job. And on top of that, I was a new father. My son had born, you know, weeks. Uh, he probably had five, six weeks of being born. 
that to me was a fuel. That to me was a motivation to get up again and start with another chapter of my, of my life. And that's where Conquer Fitness started. Through those three months that I couldn't work, I was in that phone every single day. And this is uh, for those uh, people, business over there that listen to this podcast. You need to get in that phone call and you got to make phone calls day by day. That is kind of my tip to you guys over there. You got to call those people that are going to that value value your, your, your training, your product, your workouts, and that's going to help you achieve different things in life. And then three months later, we were able to open Conquer Fitness Studio. And that's where we are right now. We're here in Conquer Fitness Studio, like Brooke mentioned before. Uh, it's a place here in Coral Springs, Florida, and super excited. So that's kind of my, uh, my, my, my story from where I, where I started and where I am right now. Wow. Okay. So long story, you know, but you were like training clients in Colombia. You moved to the U.S. You got kind of go through it and you open up this gym. And so now you have your own facility. You have Conquer Fitness. So just kind of give us a brief elevator pitch of the products, the services that you have available for clients at your facility. Absolutely. Uh, Conquer Fitness focused on one thing and that's, that's our main goal. We want to help. We want to help people to conquer things outside the studio and we focus on group training we do group classes from uh, 6 a.m to 9 p.m we do also one-on-one training and then through pandemic probably we're going to talk about it later there was a new program that we started also that is semi-personal training it's groups of two two people no more than five people Uh, we also help people with Nutrition, we also help people with measurements, understand where they're starting and how we're going to help them to move to the next point. And then we do um, a conquer stretch. We have a space in our studio where we focus on mobility. Uh, we focus on stretching and helping people uh, get better with pains and, 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 and make sure their body is healthy. That's what Conquer Fitness uh, focus on. Okay, cool. So, you know, right now within your facility, kind of paint a picture for us, uh, you know, how big are you guys? How many members are you able to serve within the facility right now at this current time? Our members right now are about 150 members. Okay, exciting. Yes, that includes also, you know, the personal training. Uh, Our space here is about 3,000 feet. Uh, And then we also, we're lucky because we have a lot of outside at space that we can use where we do a lot of uh, cardio, uh, all functional training. That's um, how many members we have. And then, you know, it's always space and chances and opportunities to keep growing. And that's kind of our main goal. How are we going to keep scaling our business to the next level? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, you're at 150 members right now. How does that membership work? Like what membership options can people really take advantage of? I know you have a personal training um, piece there, but what other memberships do you have available? Okay. So we have our new, every client that walks to our facility, they start with an introductory membership. And this, that's going to be kind of like the first step to understand, uh, how the gym is gonna help them, how was our culture, how is our vibe. One thing that I focus with every client that comes in, hey, 
get ready because my my energy we're really i'm really pumped when it comes to workouts when it comes to training i'm i, I scale to being super loud super pumped in our memberships we start with the introductory membership and then from there we have memberships that are gold bronze silver and unlimited memberships and it depends on how many times they're going to be coming a week how many times how much they're going to be uh committed with the gym it changed on the prices we got memberships that go for 59 a month and then we also got memberships that go for uh 180 a month but everything depends on the sessions that they're going to be getting and then how many times they're going to be coming every membership is going to include always nutrition we're very big on that especially uh, our coaches we have coach clara that works with us she focused a lot on the eating aspect of the of the uh, programs we also do measurements and then that will include you a whole entire month of training okay awesome so you know right now 150 members most of us in this gym industry we really want the we want want to grow 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 and we want to help more people we want to change right. more lives right um and so what are you guys actively doing to kind of aid that growth process to get more members in the door of conquer fitness Look, uh, the first advice to me, to those people out there, like I said at the beginning, you got to make those phone calls. You got to make sure that you are accountable with your people. You want to make sure that that person that walks in and if they don't stick to the program, at least you give them a call and be like, hey, it was great to have you here. Whatever we can do to provide you with a training, we're here for you. They need to be able to listen to you and then understand that it's not just a dollar sign. You're here to help people achieve goals. You help to uh, help people uh, kind of, we all have all these doubts and we're scared and we have all these situations outside the gym. And if you can be the right person that is gonna help them, uh, you know, build that area and that mentality, that's gonna be a boom. So that's one of them. Um, the other way is to create passive incomes. There's gotta be always routes and there needs to be tunnels how you're gonna start building different ways of income through your business so you can scale it to the other level and then uh, it took me a while as a business owner to understand to be to you know to change from a self-employed into a business owner because you hey you got 24 hours a day you got family you got uh, other things to do and then it gets to a point that you plateau you can do no more and if you can find ways to create those stones that are going to help you achieve different incomes that is going to be one of the most important assets that you can get yeah definitely I, I would agree with you there and so you know i kind of want to go back you're at 150 and you said the most important piece for you to to aid that growth process to get more members is making phone calls now, when we think about the idea of making phone calls, is that to, you know, people who have been members in the past, current members, things like that? Um, or are you like cold calling like random people to try to get them in the door? Those are people that have been at the studio. They only tried for one time. Maybe they were here for one week and they haven't showed up at all. That's great. We call that lead nurture in this industry. So like this person was once a lead and we need to nurture the heck out of them to get them back in the door. And you've got that figured out. A lot of people 
don't even take the time to do that. And it's such an easy piece to, you know, just showing people, hey, we're here. We haven't forgotten about you. Come in, get a free workout, and then you sell them, right? Um, and you're able to change their life. Um, but then, you know, we kind of also want to want to talk about that that person, you know, out in the community in Coral Springs, it's a pretty big town, pretty big city, you know how do you reach that person that has never been into your facility? Um, so like in terms of that kind of, that kind of situation, how do you reach those people? Word of mouth. I think word of mouth, the people that we already have at the studio uh, are going to be the ones that are going to bring that people to you Okay. because they already had seen changes in them. Look, it's very easy to come to a studio and be like, hey, listen, I'm a customer, I'm a client. I want to lose 20 pounds. And that's kind of the first thing a person will come to you and be like, hey, I need to lose weight. But reality behind that uh, uh, lost weight, you need to also empower them with a different mindset. And when they bring that different setup or the, when they bring that mentality outside the studio, to their family, to their friends, to their coworkers, they start asking, hey, I see that you have changed a lot in the past months. What are you doing? Well, you know what? We saw this place in Coral Springs. It's called Conquer Fitness Studio. Come check it out. And that's how we kind of get in contact with those people that don't know about us. Yep. Okay. So word of mouth, you bring up an, an important point here. You know, in this industry, you and I, we both love word of mouth, right? Because it's free. All we have to do is take care of our clients and we're naturally going to have good word of mouth. Right. But, you know, even with word of mouth, it's not a, you know, a way that we can control our growth. Because with word of mouth, you might get 10 new clients that are interested a month. And then the next month you might get two. You can't, you know, control word of mouth at the, the rate at which people talk about us. As much as we would love to, we can't control it. So when we talk about controllable methods of growth in this industry, we really think about things like, um, you know, advertising and, and whatnot. So right now, the most popular way to do that is digital advertising through social media. Absolutely. Is that something that you guys have done? That was a game changer for us. And I'm going to tell you why, because... With the social media um, industry, you think that by just posting and posting every day, uh, you're going to get a lot of people. And the reality that sometimes is not like that. But I think when you find that person or the company, we actually hired a company a year ago. Uh, and it's, uh, it, they start taking care of our, uh, of our marketing. And when they start posting value information, also, they were taking their time to edit all the videos and all the trends and all the uh, 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 reels and all these photos. And they were giving value information to, to those people out there. That's when things start changing. So my advice to those owners over there, gym owners, hey, you need to look for the right people, professional people that are going to help you scale to a different point. Why? Because... There's so much you can do on your on your hands. But if you start hiring all these companies that are professional and exactly know what they're doing, and this is a year ago, and then from that moment, we've been seeing a lot of changes through social media, how we start at the end of the day making more you know, clients and increasing our sales month by month, because we were oh that this company, marketing company, it's helping in a very professional way to target the right people. And that has to do a lot with 
you know, the right timing of posting, using the right hashtags and all this stuff that as business owners, you don't have the time to do be doing all this stuff because it's only one person or two people that have so much going on in the studio. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, digital advertising is, is so important. And I'm glad that you had a marketing team to really help you with that. And as a business owner, we have to understand that, you know, we're not going to be good at everything, but there's somebody out there to help us be good at everything. Yes. I think, you know, it's super common for us to kind of have that mindset where it's like, well, it's my baby. I know it best. I'm going to do this. And it's just like, it's not realistic for us to have that mindset. It's okay to outsource help. So I'm glad that you were able to really do that. And it, and it, and it obviously paid off for your, for your business. Right. So when you are running digital ads on Facebook, Instagram, places like that, you know, are you seeing a huge ROI? Like how many clients do you feel like come in through those platforms per month? Uh, right now from being maybe one or two people a month, uh, we are getting around between 10 to 12 people that are showing up monthly every day with, hey, I saw you on social media. I love this place. I was able to, uh, my friend tell me to follow you. I follow her. And then uh, she told me about it. So it went from being very little to maybe 10 to 12 uh, clients per month. And then of course, out of those 10 or 12, you're probably not gonna sign everybody, but you already have more chances to, uh, you know, to sign more people than just having one or two people a month, you know? Yeah, yeah. So um, with that being said, you know, I kind of want to take a take a steer here. We've talked about advertising a little bit. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, what is a challenge or a bottleneck for you or like what's something that you feel like in your business has kind of held you back a little bit? Uh, because I think when we're able to open up about those things, there's definitely somebody listening to this show that is probably dealing with the same thing. So for you guys, what would that be? The can you uh, you talking about something that will help that that kind of uh, prevents you to keep growing? Yeah, like something that's kind of holding you back from that that growth, right? You said that you want to grow, so right. what's what's the problem or something a bottleneck that you're facing that's kind of standing in the way of that happening? Um, very good question. Uh, right now, the problem that we're having right now in our studio, and that I'm and I'm gonna talk about conquer is the space that we have at the studio. Now we feel like we're getting limited with the amount of space that we have at the gym where we can we can have, you know, have um, more people in our classes. That would be one. The second one is finding the right people and finding the right trainers. And I wanna put a, a, a I wanna make a point here. We have, a, we have my right hand there, which is Coach Clara. She is a great trainer. She's always on top of everything, being, you know, being very creative. To find people that are passionate about what they're doing, it is very hard. And that's kind of where we kind of, uh, we're looking for the right trainers that are gonna help us connect with the people and the culture in our community here that will help them with the same passion to change their lives and that's something that we are working on it and that i will tell my the trainers out there if you do not have passion for what you do it's gonna get harder and that's kind of where we need we're, we're, we're focusing on finding the right trainers that are going to be able to be 
strong with their clientele that are going to bring them to the next level that are going to help them with all these doubts and all these issues that they have outside the gym like i told you at the beginning our main goal is here to help people understand that they can if they can conquer our training inside our facility they can conquer anything outside right right makes sense yeah so for you guys i i mean i'm trying to understand here you're saying that the challenge is is finding that staff you know to to stand behind things of course yep that's one of the biggest challenges and 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 you know you have some you don't have look you have there's 24 hours that you have a lot going on and then you get to a point where you plateau as a business owner when you're only one person but if you can bring that other extra person that is gonna make a change that's where your business is gonna scale to a different level yeah definitely i think like it's it's not even just like staff staffing but you know having the right resources behind you to excel as a business owner and always having that willingness to kind of listen and learn um because you know like kind of going back to what i said earlier you know we don't know everything as much as sometimes we think that we do we really don't and so in order to be successful we have to kind of be able to you know run uh, run with different ideas that people might have in this industry to help us succeed so i kind of want to go back to something that maybe you kind of mentioned off air but i think it's a valuable topic for us to discuss you know while we have the time here Um, And that is the idea of, you know, additional streams of revenue coming into the gym other than just your training, Um, because, you know, that's ultimately another way for us to grow. Mm -hmm. When when we think about growth in this industry, a lot of times people associate that with adding in members. Right. But there's ways for us to grow with our current members and increase our revenue. So for you guys, what has that looked like so far? And has that been a challenge for you to kind of get that going? Yes. Uh, It's always a challenge. And one of the things that help us uh, a lot with uh, increasing that passive income Number one was the conquer stretch. It's been a, a game changer. And that means that we have an area where we have a table where people will see Coach Joandi, which is a, an older coach, and he focused with them on that part of stretching and recovery. Another thing, like I mentioned before, Coach Clara, she has been doing great with everything that has to do with um, providing um, all the sport gear, clothes, uh, workout, training clothes. Uh, she has an uh, area where, you know, people can find things that you need through your workouts. So that was another tunnel to income. And on top of that, she focused on meal prepping. The meal prepping was, uh, it's been a big fact where she is helping our clients to get the right nutrition, get the meal prepping. So when they come here, Everything is already prepared. Everything is already cooked. All they have to do is just grab it and move on. And that has been a, a big uh, change. Another thing that helps us a lot is to create that semi-personal training. Some people cannot afford just paying one-on-one uh, personal training if they don't want to do the group classes. So then we created that semi-personal training program that it's a small group of people, like I mentioned before, no more than five people, uh, right. between two and five people. And that was also a great program that has been helping us uh, scale that passive income. Yeah, for sure. You know, when we think about adding additional products and services, ultimately, yeah, it's going to bring us in more, more revenue, but it doesn't always have to take up more time. And so, 
you know, I have a question. Is your coach, uh, is she the one that's prepping all of these meals for yes. your members? Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yes. That's She's very taking that time in that. I think uh, I want to, the biggest asset, and that's why I told you before, the biggest, the one of the biggest assets that you will have in a business is the people that are going to work with you and they're going to be adding a different value into the business. And they're going to come with creative ideas and they're going to be, just not more than just a trainer. They, you know, they got to come with the mentality of how we going to be able to help our community and our people the best way we can possible with different ideas being created. And that was, that's what Coach Clara does. She takes their time to cook all the meals for our customers, for our clients. She also, it's on top of that phone, calling those clients, why not showing up? Why not here? And then she's on top of, everybody with myself so we always you know finding ways to get better and then uh try to achieve as much you know possible through the day yep yeah of course i love that i love that mentality you know you're always looking for ways to get better and that's such an important you know mindset to have as a a business owner and especially in this industry everything is constantly evolving so you know good for you for having that now my last question for you here is you know what's your goal if, if i can hand you a magic wand right now and say all right santiago you can have you know everything within this business the way that you want it you've achieved all of your goals what would that look like uh long-term goals is to be able to open our second place uh, in the in the area, that's kind of our long term goal to be able to open a second facility. And then uh, one of the short uh, goals that we have right now, like I said, is to create more incomes, more passive incomes, and find the right trainers that are gonna provide great workouts and groups. Now just workout, but it's gonna create more value into our business. Absolutely, absolutely. That's that's a great point. Um, so. I'm excited to see how you're able to grow with additional streams of revenue flowing in, more clients in, in your facility. Um, it's exciting. You know, you like I said, that mindset's there, so you're going to grow. Um, so last question, where can we find you on social media? Yes, you can uh, you know, find us on I Conquer Fitness on Instagram. Um, you can go on Facebook, find us as Conquer Fitness Studio. Uh, and then in our website, um, conquerfitnessstudio.com that's exactly where you guys can find us and uh, and then see get more information through those uh platforms and, and and hopefully we can work together and i'm always open to uh you know help people and then you know learn from people i think that's one of the biggest key is to always uh find great source of people around you that are gonna value or they're gonna give you more value into your business Absolutely. Absolutely. I really appreciate you sharing that with us today. And, and thank you for being here today, Santiago. It was a wonderful conversation. Um, and I know that we were able to provide value for our listeners. So I appreciate that. And for our listeners, thank you guys as well. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description and we will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. 
Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.